Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Um, We talked with a couple of short track owners, and what I'm trying to do with this, this little, I guess, mini-series on the show, is really educate everybody about short tracks from the most well-known ones to the smaller ones out in the rural areas. Today we have one that a lot of you have probably heard of, or if you haven't heard of the track, you have heard of the race, or the big race anyway, that takes place. Today we have Mr. Tim Bryant on our airwaves, the general manager of the Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida, the track that of course hosts the annual Snowball Derby. So Mr. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Sam. Thank you for uh, thank you for including us. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, you've had some some heavy hitters on there. Uh, uh, when you talk to Mooney Star from Batesville Speedway, uh, I mean, you know, you're 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 talking about the elite there. So uh, uh, we're certainly not uh, on that level, at least in our minds. But uh, you know what, well, we do the best we can here. Yes, sir. Well, it was an honor to get to talk to Mr. Mooney, especially as a guy, you know, from the natural state. That's, uh, I guess that's technically my home racetrack. So, um, but thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. And, you know, in my mind, I've, uh, you know, soon when I got into racing about a decade ago, you know, even when I wasn't all in on NASCAR and and stock car racing like I am today, I still knew what the Snowball Derby was. I'm not exactly sure how, but I always uh, know when it's happening and I always try to keep up with it. Um, the best you can. I'm going to save the snowball stuff for the end because, you know, save the best for last, right? But I want to know you a little bit more. When did you start uh, your career at the track and how did you kind of rise to be the the GM? (laughs) Well, uh, rise and and fall, maybe. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, So to give you a real real brief uh, uh, family history, we've been around this racetrack for uh, a long, long time. Uh, we were from Fort Walton Beach, which is east of, of Pensacola. Uh, we, uh, my family was just ate up with racing, and we came to every race they had at Five Flags. They didn't think they could open the gate without us being here. We eventually tried to figure out a way where we could help us out and support our families uh, uh, with it. So we got the racing parks business uh, as a sideline, uh, amongst the other things that we were doing uh, for a livelihood, and that made us track vendors. Uh, we sold racing tires and parts here at the track uh, through a variety of track operators. And in 2003, the owners came to us and said uh, that they were going to close the track. The guy that was here uh, was, 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 was being evicted and the track was going to close uh, if, if we wouldn't be interested in helping them keep it open. So we leased it uh, for uh, three years uh, and had an option to purchase it. Uh, and in 2007, uh, the economy was good. We found a bank that was dumb enough to loan us the money to buy the track. <laughs> and, uh, and, our, and our story is we've been stuck ever since trying to pay back the loan. So uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of how we got involved in track operation. And, you know, we uh, uh, was around the racing for, for a couple of decades there and thought, you know what, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, we, can, we can operate that track certainly better than the ones before us. And, and uh, we found out right quick it wasn't as easy as it looks. And it's a challenging job for sure. We've had some good years. We've had some bad years. Uh, the economy uh, has, a, has a direct effect on, on the success of a short track uh, because it's, you know, it's discretionary spending for most of these racers. You know, they, uh, when money's there, they, they want to race. And uh, <laughs> uh, when money's tight, why it's one of the first things to go. So, uh, you know, our car counts kind of bounce around up and down. And, and uh, in the meantime, uh, along the way there, you know, we're, 
running a, a race the first weekend in December that was started in 1968. No doing of ours. We were just fans and stands back in those days. Uh, called the Snowball Derby. And, uh, you know, it's turned into something that um, uh, is beyond what anybody thought it would be. When we took over the track, Sam, we thought, well, you know, there's got to be it's got to be more than just a, a one race season. We got to, you know, make something out of these other races. And we've worked really, really hard to do that. But over time, we did figure out that every race we run here throughout the season, all is geared towards the snowball derby. That's uh, that's what everybody really wants to participate in. And that's from our, our, our pure stock division. And this year we've even added a crown stock, a, a new entry level class uh, right on up through the, the super late model ranks. Wow, wow. Sounds, Sounds like, like you guys are expanding, and, and, and you said earlier you don't think you belong in the ranks up there with the heavy hitters. I just want to say I, I personally think you do, and that's not me, you know, just saying that because you're on the show today. The Snowball Derby is a race that I look forward to every season, and you said that you know you grew up as a fan of it, coming to the track, and I always love it when there are executives or people in the higher levels of really anything, but that have had that boots on the ground experience either as a fan or an employee. You know, on a, on a lower level or whatever that may be, but as a former fan and now as you know, owner, general manager, uh, whatever your title is, what is your relationship like with the fans, and also what is your relationship like with the drivers that you know, obviously are able to, to make uh, make your job possible. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Uh, the uh, our relationship with the fans is really good. I mean, there's nothing more gratifying than being at the gate, which I try to do uh, uh, after after most of our events. And, and seeing people as they leave and, and being able to talk to people and say, man, it was a great show. Uh, you know, we'll see you next time. I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate compliment. Uh, I think the drivers that come here know how hard uh, we try. Um, but it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a tough clientele in today's world. I mean, racers uh, from, from, from the entry-level divisions right on up to the elite levels, uh, most racers are spending more than they want to. They're working harder than they want to. And, uh, you know, they're not being as dominant as they want to be. So, you know, that's a, that's a, hard, that's a hard group to satisfy a lot of times. But, uh, um, you know, what we concentrate on here, and it's our goal at least, and, you know, we have different levels of success at it, I suppose. But our goal is to, to provide a, a, a good, safe, clean facility uh, to run races at. And then from a competitive uh, uh, point of view, I guess, you know, we try to make it as fair as we can. Uh, that's extremely hard in today's world. Racers are, are way smarter than we are. And so, you know, they're always trying to, to get one up on us. And, you know, it's unfair to, to, to the guy that runs second if we don't pay attention to what the guy that runs first is doing. So, you know, we try to do that in an organized fashion. And uh, we don't like we don't like hassling people. And we sure don't like, uh, uh, as some people call it, trapping people <laughs> or anything like that. Um, we just try to try to do it as fairly as we can and as consistently as we can. Absolutely, that seems like a hard line to toe. You know, when you're when you're not a giant sanctioning body. Um, you know, it's funny though. I believe 1976 Snowball Derby winner Daryl Waltrip is infamously one of the. Uh, I'm not going to say biggest cheaters, but one of the biggest rule makers, certainly in uh, in racing history, as his uh, team owner Junior Johnson was as well. Moving right along here, um, as the owner and, and general manager 
manager of the track, you know, we talked about how you try to provide the best fan experience possible. And from what I've heard from people who have gone to the track, um, it sounds like you do a great job of that. And obviously you have, you know, a huge race coming back every year. You have plenty of fans going through your gates, no matter the race every year. Have you had a favorite moment uh, from a fan perspective, um, from, from like a racing moment, a promotion moment? What would you say is, is like your favorite number one moment that you will always remember um, from your job so far? Well, I'll tell you. I mean, uh, uh, Sam, it's a, it's, that's a hard one to answer because there's been a, a, lot of, a, a lot of great moments. And, and you know, one of the things that, that we're really cognizant of is, is to try to try to not make our track too much about the superstars that come. We've had some of the, some of the best names in racing, some NASCAR champions that have come through here. Um, you know, we uh, we we have a uh, we have a billboard going into our our pit area uh, that we change out every year, and it has uh, a picture of our local division champions on it, and it stays up for the following year. And that you know, that's a that's a little element that doesn't get a lot of conversation but something we're, we're sort of proud of in the back of our mind you know we want to make sure everybody goes through those gates see who those guys are in each one of those divisions that have been champions from the year before but i i, I will tell you something happened recently that was a, a real defining moment for us it's, it's it's something that not too many short tracks can can uh, claim fame to but uh in june of 22 uh we hosted an srx race here uh, it was live on CBS television. We actually uh, spent the whole month of June not racing here, preparing our track, and trying to spit shine it up as best we could for a national television audience. And we did that uh, for for a, a, a couple of reasons. But, you know, we wanted our local people to be proud of what they saw on, on TV that night. But uh, at the end of that SRX race that night that we had in front of an absolute packed grandstands, Helio Castroneves wins the race and then climbs out and climbs our fence just like he did at the Indy 500. So that was a that was kind of a, a, a proud moment for us. And uh, we have a picture in the in the office of him uh, at the top of the fence waving to the crowd. That was pretty cool. I'm sure. I'm sure. Goodness, Goodness, I, can't I can't imagine, imagine you know, seeing people, people talk about, talk about all, the time, all the time. I've asked them, you know, other owners, other owners you know, what is your defining moment? And they've all been great. They've all been, some of them have been really sentimental. Some of them have been just hilarious. Like Mr. Movie Stars was, he said he wished he'd never heard of Travis Tritt because he lost about $125,000 on booking Travis Tritt one night. But I'm sure that one is one that you will certainly never forget. An Indy 500 winner celebrating at your track the same, the same way, way he did, did when he won the, won the Indianapolis 500. 500. I think Helio has done that three or four times. So certainly, certainly, uh, certainly special. special. I think I remember watching that race. race. And I, you know, you know to be honest, I knew about Snowball Derby, like I said before, but I wasn't just just all that all that familiar with Five Flags as just a racetrack with it away from that Snowball Derby. And I think that opened up a lot of eyes. I mean, obviously, millions of people saw that live on national television. I'm sure that's a moment they think about a lot. My last, My last question, question for you, sir, um, or maybe not, maybe not question, question, but just, but just uh, looking for some info here for all our viewers um, and, and listeners. And that is, um, when is, um, I know you talked about, about the local division a lot, division a lot and, and obviously, yes, go support, go support those guys. They are the heart and soul of American racing. I try to make sure that I say that every time I speak to a driver and owner, that they are the heart and soul of it. But the event that, you know, maybe if they don't know what Five Flags is, they know what the Snowball 
Derby is. You've had Hall of, Hall of Famer Donnie Allison win it. You've had Daytona 500 winner Pete Hamilton, who's one of my favorite, favorite all-time all time winner. Winner. You had, like I mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, Daryl Walter, the best uh, rule book author in NASCAR history. You've had so many other names. Butch Lindley, Rich Bickle, just so many other famous names win it. But when is the Snowball Derby this year? And what can fans expect from it? Well, I'll tell you, it's um, so this year, Sam, it's the 56th annual Snowball Derby, and the real amazing uh, 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 part about that, I believe, is 56 uninterrupted years, which is almost unheard of in short track racing with all the uh, the obstacles our society throws at these throws at us these days. It's amazing that we've been able to, to do that. So, uh, you know, I think God's been on our side or uh, on the side of the Snowball Derby. Tom Dawson started the race in 1968. Uh, it was a it was a hundred lap event. Uh, his name adorns the trophy that we now give to the winner of the Snowball Derby, which is now a three hundred lap race. Uh, this year, uh, it's going to pay thirty five thousand dollars to the winner, a uh, couple thousand dollars to start the race. So the purse has has gone up uh, quite substantially, uh, and uh, we have uh, you know four full days of racing. It starts. For sure. And, you know, short tracks being such a big part of the NASCAR schedule now and, and more maybe being added. Um, you know, you have guys like Ryan Priest, who's always been a great short track racer, uh, add some star power. And, you know, it also let's uh, get probably gives everybody else a little motivation. Oh, big NASCAR guy coming in here. All right. Let's see if we can beat him. Let, let's let's gang up and let's see if we can let's see if we can knock him off his pedestal. Well, sir. Let's oh, Bubba, OK.
watch, listen, read about it in the paper, go to their website, go to their Facebook page, you know, just do everything you can because it's an awesome race. And even if you're not interested in the snowball, you know, go out to Five Flag Speedway, catch one of their local races. Because uh, like I said earlier, those guys truly are the the heart and soul and they are the uh, uh and a very important uh, rung on the ladder is how I like to describe them in the overall racing scene. People sometimes overlook them, but without them, you can't get to the top. So uh, we certainly thank you for coming on the show. We thank you for all you've done for for you know the Speedway and, and keeping a, a great short track racing um, tradition alive. Um, and it was an honor to get to speak to, to somebody that puts on a race every year that I, I greatly, uh, greatly look forward to. And another fun thing to me about it is that it's always kind of right in the middle of the racing off season, you know, NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, they're all over at that point. And you got, you know, a month or two or three before they all get started. And, and here's this short track putting on a race with some of the best of the best, some of the stars from those series, um, that, you know always puts on a great show. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today.